even after you have established a team culture, just know that this is an ongoing process. You have to reinstate your vision. You have to reinstate your values. It's, it's so important. This is going to build trust between team members and you. Hey, it's Emily here, and I am so grateful for you tuning in to this episode. From building and maintaining a nine-figure sales organization to speaking around the globe and now creating the It's Emily Lifestyle blog, thank you for being a part of my journey. My mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the skills, the encouragement, the tactical strategies, and inspiring stories while we continue to become purposeful entrepreneurs and leaving a positive impact in each other's lives as we're called to do so. So with that being said, it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. So let's dive in. Hello, hello. Today we are diving in on how to build a team culture. Whether you are a, a team of one, two, five, a hundred, a hundred and fifty thousand people, the thing is you must understand and be conscious of your team's culture and what you're creating. And let me just share with you, gosh, 11 years ago when I knew I wanted to build a network marketing team, this is something that by the grace of God, I just became conscious of. I became aware of knowing that, you know, if, if I was able to build a large team, build a beautiful culture, that I really had to understand leadership. I had to understand, you know, what does culture mean and and why is that so vitally important if you want to build a business that feels good, that operates good, that is in alignment with with my values, right? And so, you know, I had to really study this and learn this and I get messages all the time from people, you know, can you talk about culture? Can you talk about leadership? Can you talk about how to build a winning team? So yeah, I'm going to talk about it today. I'm going to give you some tips on this, and this is an evolutionary process. I'm still learning every single day. I'm still making mistakes every single day, um, but I learn from my mistakes, and I evaluate uh, my mistakes, and I, I also evaluate what I've done well, and I believe evaluated experience is truly the best teacher it absolutely is. And so let's just dive straight in. If you're somebody, like I said, if you're wanting to build a team, if, if you already have got some momentum going, or maybe, you know, you have your own business and maybe, maybe some of your employees are virtual, maybe some of it's in person. Uh, maybe you have traditional businesses either way, no matter where we are in the world and no matter what we're doing, we can build a strong team culture that is going to create better sales. It's going to create happier employees, happier business partnerships. It's going to create better energy. Like it's just going to 
be a place where people feel accepted, like they can thrive, they feel like they're cared for, they feel like they can make mistakes. I mean, how many jobs in your lifetime? I know prior to what I do now, you know, I was once in a job where I felt like I could never make a mistake. I felt like I was walking on eggshells because my previous employer um, in, in my early 20s didn't really give the space for anybody to, to, to screw up. Like we were always scared because he would get mad and make it a big scene. And I would not call that a good team culture. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, and it's so funny because then another owner came into the business that I used to work for and he had a different vibe. He had this vibe of, we're in this together. Let's grow together. He had just a totally different mindset around hiring employees, around how people can grow. And it was just night and day seeing the difference between these two owners. And I'm so grateful because I watched their examples. And now that I'm older and I've built teams and had employees and things like that, I've really learned a whole heck of a lot about how to establish a beautiful team culture. And I will tell you, creating a team culture takes time and careful planning. I mean, you've got to be conscious. And the dangerous thing is sometimes people get into business because they want to make money, right? Or maybe maybe their mission is great. They they have this huge mission. You have this huge mission vision for a product or service you sell, but you never really think about the staff you're employing. You never really think about all, all the people. If you're in network marketing, it's a volunteer army. I mean, you never really are conscious of it. Okay. So if you want to build a team culture for your group, let's dive into these few steps. There are so many more, but I'm just going to give you kind of the basics in this episode that I've learned from. Number one is setting an example. Here's the thing. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And if you want this culture, if you want this business of people that are high vibing, that really care about one another, that are operating in their zone of genius, that are, that are diving into what they're doing and really um, loving their work. And there's, there's an energy of, of contribution, right? Um, or if you're in network marketing and, and you want a, a team that helps each other, that plays at each other's strengths, if you want all this stuff, if you want people that you know, want to make a lot of money and, and they're, they're not afraid and they're unapologetic about that, you know, you have to set that example. All these things that I just said, you have to set the example. And so that's why, you know, before you lead others, you must first lead yourself. And if your energy is off, if you are a drama king or queen, you're going to bleed that into, into your entire organization. In fact, one time I was talking to a friend of mine that has a traditional business and has employees and, you know, 
she's she's a bit of a drama queen. She just is. It doesn't mean she's a bad person. It doesn't mean she's a great person. It means she's got some things she needs to work on. And I just noticed trends. Like every employee she had was drama. She was just feeding the drama. And, you know, it was very easy for me to see this is bleeding into your entire organization because that's how you are. So you've attracted people like you are. You've set a standard that allows gossip and drama because you are gossip and drama, right? And so your example is everything. And this is where a lot of people have limiting beliefs around who am I to lead? I'm incapable of leading. And you have to tell yourself a different story. And I also believe you need to change your heart. You need to look inside. You need to, you need to go in every single day about why you're doing what you're doing, because otherwise you are going to have massive conflict in, in your, your businesses, in your teams. What else I would say with setting an example is following your vision consistently and ensure that your actions reflect the culture you want to create in your team. So if you want to create a culture of excellence, a culture of people who mean what they say and say what they mean and servant-minded and an energy to it, then your actions need to reflect that. Modeling the team culture at all times shows that you value your team and the culture you have asked them to partake in. It does another thing. It also shows that you are willing to do the things you ask your team to do, which in turn, this builds strong relationships with your team and increases trust it absolutely increases trust. So if you're telling your teams, hey, have in-home meetings, do, uh, do local meetings, get together with your group, and, and, and you're never doing any of this, they're not going to value your leadership as much. They're, they're not going to trust you, right? So again, they're going to do what you do. People watch what you do and not necessarily what you say. So if you have values that you want in your team, I recommend, you know, getting a notebook out and writing out what is, what is the culture that you want in your business, in your team, in your employees. How do you want them to feel? What do you want that to look like? Then you must first embody them yourself. And, you know, if you want people to be vulnerable and have humility, but also be go-getters, then from time to time, you better be vulnerable with them. You better have humility with them, right? It, it's just so important to look at how you're showing up. So that's definitely number one. It's all about your example. Number two learn from others. Oh my gosh. I mean, I've met so many know-it-alls <laughs> in my time of being an entrepreneur that they know it all and their way is the highway. And, you know, I, I just feel bad for people like that um, because 
even me, like I'm learning from people that are joining my team today. I'm learning from people that have different family situations that I, I'm never going to know what they go through, but I can ask them questions and I can try to empathize and I can try to understand. I learn from people that have a great deal of wealth of knowledge in the business space. Maybe they've been in other types of businesses before. Maybe they're advanced in the technology space. Maybe, you know, they've done uh, a lot of uh, event work before and I'm in that space. I'm constantly learning from others. Okay. And, and I'm also, you know, researching other companies to find out what kind of culture they have and how they built it, you know, from Apple to Google to Zappos to all these different cultures. And, and I just think it's so wildly important. And it's also important that if you know a business leader out there, whether they're in your space or not, consider asking them, you know, for some advice, consider taking them to lunch or for coffee and, or even just reading advice from other team leaders and ask them about what they value the most. Ask them what they do if there's a conflict. Ask them what they do to create a positive environment. And you will find that people want to share. I mean, this is something I think is not talked about enough because here's the thing. When you're in any kind of team, you're going to have so many different cooks in the kitchen. You're going to have personalities. You're going to have people that have not healed from things in their past, right? We're all a little wounded here or there, and it seeps into everything that we do. And sometimes when you're trying to lead teams, you feel like, am I the only one that deals with this type of stuff? And the answer is no, absolutely not. But if you're conscious of trying to create a beautiful culture when you see that there is somebody coming in that doesn't fit the mold or isn't acting the part or things are a little off kilter then you can you can get after that issue right away right it's just so wildly important and you know there is so many resources out there there's books there's speeches from top leaders that will help you decide what kind of culture do you want for your team and how to build it. So learning from others constantly, constantly, constantly. I'm still doing that and I'm obsessed with it. I absolutely am. That's why you're listening to this podcast right now because you're open to learning from others. But you may be have people in your direct network, in your backyard, cross line, whatever, that you can ask about this subject as well. Number three, create a vision for your team. What is your vision? Because people often want to contribute to something they believe in. You can create a team culture around a shared vision that motivates you and your team to achieve the goal. When you do this, it is so powerful. Like for me, I, I believe that everyone deserves to have a healthy and abundant and joyful life. And we're constantly sharing this with our team. We're on this mission to better people. We're on this mission to help people become better moms, better dads, better business owners. We want people to do better. And I'm constantly sharing this goal that, that we are on a mission to share our gift, our, our company with people who want more. And in turn, we're helping people achieve a six or seven figure income along the way. That's more of our grandiose vision. 
but I'm also helping many, 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 many people earn a residual income. And so I'm constantly talking about all this stuff and it motivates everybody else to be a part of it. They're all a part of this tribe, whatever level they want to play, that's their choice. But I'm constantly reinstating and re-enrolling. And everything we do bleeds throughout this mission. Leadership development, developing people, right? Uh, helping people become more healthy, mind, soul, body, right? And we're, we're clearly defining this vision to our team so that everyone knows and understands it. And I'm constantly explaining that whatever level people want to play, they are accepted here. They are accepted. They can thrive. And this is not an environment to compare themselves, but to be inspired by the contrast of humans that I have the privilege to work with. So this is something again and again and again, I'm continuing to reinforce this vision and I'm explaining how everyone fits into it so that our team remains motivated. This is so important. So what is your vision for your workplace, for the team that you lead? What is it? And you heard a little bit of mine, like some of it, yeah, we're talking about making a substantial amount of income and helping people be free financially. But I'm also talking about the betterment of every single human that comes across us and, and what's in it for them. Because the landscape looks different in my particular business. Maybe yours is a little bit more granule. You know, some examples might include a vision of a satisfying every customer that comes in for your program, for something you sell, uh, your, your, uh, maybe of a traditional business, every customer that you have, maybe it's, it's just customer acquisition. So you're improving an experience for some, somewhere, something. So these are just things to think about, but you have to have a vision for your team. Okay, so I have even like a vision that you just heard that's more for the business side of things, but I also have a vision for customers that they can have a high grade product sh shipped to their door, that they can create healthy cells, that they can create a healthy glow, that they can create a lean body mass, that they can have more confidence in their skin, that they can have peace of mind knowing they're putting the highest grade supplementation into their body. I mean, that's a separate vision than even my, my business vision. And then It's Emily has a separate vision on top of that with my employees for It's Emily. It's all about you. Everything we do is for the people that I have in my tribe that I am serving. And when I write my blogs, when I do this podcast, when I type on social media, when I speak, I oftentimes have you in mind. Not often, I always do. Actually, I'm talking to you. But I have the vision of me wanting to educate you, me wanting to help raise you up. That is my vision. And my team knows when they go to write things, uh, whether it's my assistant or my editor, that it, it needs to be done for you. And that's how we craft our messages. Because at the end of the day, I want to help you become 1% better today. And that's my vision for that business. So again, you may have separate businesses, separate visions, but it's so wildly important.
How else do you create team culture? Having consistency, setting a regular meeting time, communication is absolutely everything. Sometimes people have this great vision and uh, a great product, a great service. They have a great idea of what they want to do, what they want to bring to life. But because of the lack of consistency where they're meeting, where they're building those foundational relationships, all those other things, they don't execute like they totally could because you don't have a regular time where you meet people. And what I see a lot is, you know, you get excited, you set all these meetings in place, you have an event, but then there's no plan after the event. There's no regular meeting time where you reconvene, where you establish what? What am I going to say? You establish and you reconnect to the team's vision, right? This is why it's so important to have a regular meeting time because this is where you reinstate, you reevaluate what your values are as a team. You, you share once again what your vision is for a team. So when I have, you know, our, our team meeting for my network marketing business that we have every Monday and I've had it every Monday for 11 years, okay, even when I had me and five other people that wanted to do the business and that was it, I had a Monday night meeting, okay, because I understood that this is the touch point. This is where our team builds rapport. This is where we ensure everyone knows what to focus on. And we also use this as a time to offer the team a chance to communicate questions, concerns, share wins, share their hearts, share vulnerability moments, share things they're working on. Okay. So if you don't have this in place, it's up to you. Remember, everything rises and falls on leadership. And if you want to create a team culture, you have to start with you. So you just establish it. When I had a couple people that wanted to do the business, I just decided, even though other people I worked with already had team calls, I wanted to work direct and create a team culture that was under me, okay? Because I cared that much. So I just told my team, here's where we're going to meet. This is what I plan to do. And I discussed it in advance. And, you know, I, I surveyed the field, the small field at the time, like the audience of five, but I, you know, considered finding a time that everyone agreed on that would work well in their, their other businesses and their family schedules. And when we had that, the buy-in from all of them, that's when I started to establish a team call. And I just used the same place, the same time every single week, you know, in this case it's on a zoom and, you know, I really use the meeting time wisely. I have a plan. I don't just show up and start talking to them. I've been on a lot of team calls before and I'm like, whoo, I'm like, okay, this may be good for you, but if you're type A and you're jumping on this and there's no plan, it's, I mean, somebody who's very, uh, established in business and very much values their time, they're, they're going to be not loving that meeting. And I say that out of love, uh, but I've jumped on a lot of people's calls before where there's literally no plan. And I think people go bonkers. And so I really recommend having an agenda. And, you know, if you have a larger team, assign team members to roles, this is a way you can help help your team members grow right? So even as I record this right now, this evening, one of my partners is going to do the training and I'm going to share some stuff as well, but I'm, you know, using everybody's strengths 
which is so important. So have a regular team meeting or even also, you know, a regular event that you have, a regular schedule. Um, so a part of our team culture is our, our weekly team trainings. And then we also do uh, a Wednesday call, which is like a business opportunity meeting. But this is just very much in my team culture. Like everybody knows you're on the Monday night team calls and then you're jumping on Wealth Wednesday to learn how to pitch the opportunity. So important. So along with that meeting time, okay, you want to also, number five, build relationships with your team. This is so important when it comes to creating that team culture. And obviously, the larger an organization gets, the more tricky this gets. But for me, you know, in the place I am in my career, I really spend time with people that I see that are future leaders because I know that if I mentor a future leader, that's going to transcend, that's going to trickle down, that's going to 10x the growth. I would rather invest my time into somebody who's a leader, who's going to pay it forward, rather than one person who, you know, can't tie their own shoes and they're probably not going to be here next month, right? And that's a whole nother call how, how you can be a talent scout. But Building relationships with your team is so important and, you know, celebrating your team's successes and personal achievements is huge. So looking for ways that you can recognize them. I mean, we can never have enough recognition in our businesses and, you know, you can take it a step further and arrange a party uh, for team members. You know, if, if I had my uh, like a traditional uh, brick and mortar business, I mean, gosh, I would have little birthday celebrations uh, or I would take the time during, um, you know, a team members, uh, you know, if they're running a marathon or doing something important in their life, I would try to acknowledge that as much as possible. And there's obviously different ways you can do this depending on, you know, are you a digital business? Are you in person? Uh, but always just look at, you know, who are your employees? Who's your team? And what can you do to recognize them? What can you do to celebrate them? You can share lunch with your team. Uh, you can arrange uh, other activities after work, which are so important to really, you know, have that after um, the office time where you can establish a relationship. You know, even, you know, this week I'm getting ready to do an event with a lot of my team and we're doing a boat cruise the night before the actual training event. So I can be with the top producers of our team and get to know them and spend some one-on-one -on -one time and have a lot of fun. So this is so important because by understanding your team members on a personal level, you can understand their strengths and how to work with them more effectively. You can also listen to what they're going through. And maybe there's a system in your business and you know there's, there's a hole in the system. And the only way you really know that is by asking questions. You ask questions. You ask the people who are doing it, you know, What's, what are you loving? What are you not liking? What could we improve on? You know, consider asking your team what activities they would enjoy outside of work, outside of building, you know, the actual business and start doing this, start establishing more of a relationship with people, start learning how many kids they have, start learning what their why is. And this is going to trickle down 
and they'll do the same thing once they start to establish a team. It is so important. And if you have employees, you know, this is also important to know a little bit more about their life and what their strengths are. And really just establishing uh, a strong bond is going to go such a long way because when you have a strong bond, okay, you can then give constructive feedback. This is so wildly important that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's not all just meeting team and hanging out. It's not all recognition. And the way we grow is by constructive criticism or constructive feedback. And really, you know, I find when you establish more of a trust, this is when you can tell your team what they're doing well and also telling them how they can improve and this is going to in turn build a stronger team culture. And I I feel like not enough people coach people in this regard, especially in network marketing. It's like, oh gosh, I don't want to make anybody mad. And it's just it's how you say it. You know, so let me give you an example. So if I'm going to do a call with a team member and it's a three-way call, and they didn't really introduce me to the person. It was kind of like they started talking, even though I was supposed to take over the call. You know, after I might say, hey, you know, I might say, let me, let's go over, you know, do you got five minutes just to go over the call we just had? I, I just want to do, a, do a, a little coaching on that. So I'll start off after the call and I'll give a couple positives. Hey, I love the energy you had. I love how prompt you were. Is it all right if I do a couple coaching coaching tips for you, though? And of course, they're going to say yes. And then you can say, hey, you know, if you're bringing me in for the call, what I'd love for you to do is to first introduce me so I really have a good understanding of the human I'm talking to on your behalf. And second of all, once I get going, you know, you can turn it over to me and, and, and really just mute your line until I ask you to come back on. Because that interjecting kind of throws me off, Right that would be such a beautiful way to give constructive feedback. And then guess what? The next time you do it, I guarantee they're not going to make those same mistakes. So this is huge. Uh, and then you could, you know, obviously give constructive feedback for an assistant you have. You could, you know, maybe, th maybe they scheduled a, a meeting on your calendar, but you noticed in the email dialogue with the client they're trying to schedule you with that that client never confirmed and now they blocked off time on your day and it was never even confirmed and you sat on the zoom waiting for someone to come and they never came this is real life this just happened to me so instead of freaking out it's like hey you know i noticed the the client never uh, solidified the appointment i i would just ask that you not put a hold on my calendar until they've first confirm that appointment that way I'm not sitting on a zoom waiting is that all right with you is, it, is that do you understand that okay so you can see there's so many ways we can give constructive feedback and I've learned this the hard way <laughs> um, through getting frustrated having resentment with people instead if you just talk it out they're going to be able to understand you. And even within a team, with a, a network marketing team, if someone's doing something that's bothering you, that hurts your feelings, just by talking it out, you'll be on the same page and you can move forward. So I hope you understand now that, that building a team culture is so wildly important and it's so easy 
not to do this. And I, I believe you're missing a huge advantage of a, establishing a very strong business and one that's built to last. Because if you don't have values in place, if you don't put these things in place, you're probably going to build, lose it, build, lose it, build, lose it, build, lose it. And that's just exhausting. Okay. So even after you have established a team culture, just know that this is an ongoing process. You have to reinstate your vision. You have to reinstate your values. It's, it's so important. This is going to build trust between team members and you. So make your expectations clear, you know, encourage open communication between team members even if, you know, particularly if any team members have a disagreement or a conflict, be honest with your team, be humble, respond with kindness when someone makes a mistake, empower your team where possible, allow them to make decisions on their own when you can, measure how productive your team is and communicate this regularly, encourage mentorship among the team, especially with new team members. So go out there and create that team culture that you so desire to see. And right now, if you're on a team that you're like, they don't have this culture, then you create it. You create it. You establish it. And maybe right now you're in the space in between of being an employee, but you want to have a team. And maybe you have a very, very, very small team. You can create this. It starts with you. So I want to hear some of your tips for creating a beautiful team culture. I recommend you pass this along. Oh my gosh, there's so many upcoming leaders that I'm working with. I need them to hear this message. How many people do you have that need to hear this message? And uh, I recommend if anything, you just go back, grab a piece of paper, a notebook and write out what are your values? What is your vision? What are your values? What do you want to see in your team? And then you start walking the talk and leading by example. I'm so grateful you've listened all the way through as that right there, my friend, says a lot about your commitment to your personal empowerment. If you truly found value in this podcast, then screenshot this podcast right now, put it on your Instagram stories and tag me at it's Emily, as I'd love to see you taking that step to empower others. Remember to also go leave a comment on what your biggest takeaway was from this episode on my most recent post on Instagram. Within two hours of this podcast dropping, we always pick two random winners every Sunday and gift each winner a $50 Amazon gift card. Lastly, it means the world if you take just 10 seconds to share the same takeaway in the review section on iTunes as it really helps amplify this podcast to more people. Remember to always spread light, spread love, and pay it forward, my friends. I believe in you.